Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Well, this is a treat for me. I know every single year, this is, I think, the third year in a row that I've chatted with Mike North about the NFL schedule. So really happy to do it again this year and this time with my partner, Matt Bove on its own day in Buffalo. Matt, last year, you're like, oh my God, I couldn't stop listening. I'm in my wife's in the grocery store and I'm like, no, I'm riveted. I'm listening to the podcast. Well, now you have your chance to talk to Mike with me here on the podcast. So I'm super excited about this. Yeah, so I'll tell Mike this, but I made my wife go into the grocery store by herself so I could finish in listening to the podcast. And I was trying to, because you know, when you do what we do, you've got this like especially important interest in the schedule because I'm not just thinking about like where the bills are going to play. I'm thinking about when are we going to certain places? Like, please no, not another super September hot trip to Miami or how about a really good weekend to be in Kansas city or whatever it is. So yeah, I'm always fascinated to listen to it. So it'll be cool to be part of it this year. Well, we aren't the only ones with busy schedules. So is Mike, let's bring him in right now. NFL VP of broadcast planning, Mike North, who's actually taking time away from as his kids are at soccer practice tonight. So that's why you see him sitting there in the dark, Mike, thank you so much. We appreciate your time tonight. Happy to do it. Thanks for helping me pass the time waiting for soccer practice, Sam. Uh, no problem. And I have to you. I know I, I sent you a text last year when it happened. No lie. I mean, like, I had you on my podcast, and that was my personal podcast, Sell Sports and Stuff. And literally the next week, I cracked, like, the top 30 in all of iTunes podcasts because people can't get enough of the schedule, Mike. They eat it up. It has become an NFL event. So thank you. But, hey, man, this is big business now. It is. We actually accidentally broke some news last yes. year when I uh, dropped the triple header on Christmas. We hadn't exactly confirmed all that yet. So <laughs> hopefully there's no uh, you know breaking news this year, but always happy to talk about it. I love that people are interested. It's a fascinating intellectual exercise, and it's kind of this combination of art and science. Um, you know, a little bit of gut, a little bit of instinct, a little bit of feel, but also a lot of data, a lot of analytics, and really trying to thread that needle and find that you know, mythical, magical, perfect schedule that satisfies all 32 teams, all seven media partners, uh, every podcast host, uh, every commissioner. I'm not sure that schedule exists, but never going to stop trying to find it. And uh, before I let Matt uh, jump in on the screen here, I want to be transparent with everybody. We're recording this before the draft, um, but we're going to embargo it and release it, Mike, after the draft so we don't bury the lead, so to speak. So any questions we have could wind up actually kind of being spoiled by the time people hear it. But I think most of them, they're not going to know until the draft, uh, until uh, the, the schedule's released. So can you give us any timeline on what you're thinking as far as the schedule release this year? Yeah, look, you guys have been doing this long enough to know it wasn't that long ago the schedule would might even be out by now. I mean, it's kind of like second, third week in April uh, was generally a target for us. The problem was 
you know, this month is really should be dedicated to the prospects, to the draftees and really getting to know them and really trying to figure out who's going to land where and who needs what and all the mock drafts. And then all of a sudden the schedule just kind of sprung up on people and then back to draft, you know, this way we let uh, everybody really focus the month of April on the draft uh, schedule is going to come out post draft again, like we've done the last few years. Um, it also gives us a chance as a scheduling team to react to something that happens in the draft. You know, generally, I, I think we all kind of have a feel for what's going to happen at the top of the draft. And I'm not sure that, you know, anything's going to change uh, a lot of what we have planned right now relative to, you know, any of these quarterbacks going early. But obviously, there's still some big names out there that haven't uh, signed contracts. And so if things change uh, either before or during the draft, uh, nice to have, you know, a week or 10 days for us to be able to react to it and uh, kind of targeting that second week in May again, like we've been doing the last few years. I know it's this massive puzzle that you need to fill out the pieces to, and you kind of just alluded to it, but do you make like a jet schedule if Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback and then another jet schedule, if it's some guy that most people haven't heard of, like how do you guys kind of navigate that knowing there are such polar opposites and there's so much potential there? Yeah, look, we've got a little bit of experience with this, obviously when, uh, Brady left the Patriots and went to the Buccaneers, you know, prior to him signing with Tampa, you know, I, I think we were all kind of assuming that he was going to stay um, or if he was going to leave, we weren't sure where he was going. So once he signed with Tampa, it was sort of an all system stop, turn off all the computers and everybody just take a breath and let's talk to each other a little bit, kind of look at each of the then 256, now 272 games. And which ones mean a little bit more now? Which ones maybe aren't quite as compelling as we thought? Um, look, all signs seem to indicate that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback of the Jets. And as such, obviously, they play the Bills twice. They've got an incredible schedule this year. They play Kansas City. They play Dallas. They play Philly. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback, we're going to do something with those games. If Aaron Rodgers isn't the quarterback of the Jets, we're going to do something with those games. But maybe not as much. So to answer your question, Matt, it's sort of a, you know, assume he's going to be the quarterback for now. And, you know, recording this here, we are, what, a week and a half before the draft. If 10 days from now, he's not yet (laughs) traded to the Jets. uh, We might have to hedge a little bit just in case. You never know. These things could get done in June or July. Uh, Obviously, the schedule comes out in May. It is what it is at that point. But um, as we see here today on whatever it is, April 18th, uh, yeah, we're, we're, assuming for now that he's going to be the quarterback of the jets and the schedule reflects that if we get through the draft and there's any kind of indication that it may not happen, um, we might hedge a little bit and kind of shift some of our focus. Not, not entirely. It won't necessarily be a start from scratch, but it might be a a, a pullback just a little. I'll I'll give credit to uh, our afternoon host on WGR, Mike Shope, who's a schedule nerd like me and said, he would ask you if he was on this, I'll ask him for you. Do you get any like insight into that? Like, I mean, I'm not to say that teams are calling you saying who they're going to trade for necessarily, but is there something maybe you might be clued into on, hey, expect this guy to be back from an injury he had, you know, last year. So it's okay to put him a little bit earlier or expect maybe this guy to to move teams. Let's be careful about putting them on prime time too many times. I wish. <laughs> I wish. I really do. It would really be helpful. Um, yeah. But the honest answer to your question is no. We follow you know, Adam Schefter's Twitter feed like everybody else and react as quickly as we can. Um, like we said, when Brady went to the Bucks, or when Peyton Manning had his free agency tour, like we were literally watching NFL Network every day. And every time the private plane touched down in 
uh, Nashville, we ran a Peyton Manning to the Titans schedule. And then when he touched down in San Francisco, it's a Peyton Manning to the Niners schedule. And then he went to Miami. And what would that look like? Um, we're, we're fans like everybody else. We follow it like everybody else. I wish we had a little bit more insight, but the truth is none of us know, right? The Jets and the Packers are still talking. I, I don't think any of us know what's going to happen and when. Um, honestly, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, I don't think any of us know what's going to happen and when. Um, so you kind of have to take your best shot, use whatever intel you have. But truthfully, I don't have any more than you do. We're all just kind of guessing and um, hoping that, you know, either we made the right decision and it turned out the way we thought, or uh, if we didn't, um, you know, there's still a compelling storyline, even though what we thought was going to happen wasn't exactly what transpired. You want the most compelling storylines. And I've always been wondering when you're putting together a schedule, is there one thing that maybe stands out more than the others? Is market size the most important aspect? Is it the quarterbacks that are playing games? Is it rivalries? Like what goes into those decisions knowing that there's so many different factors that are kind of pulling you in all of these different directions? Yeah, all of it. I mean, you, you hit it, you hit it a, top, a couple of them. Um, you know, some of its weather, some of its history, some of its uh, records, some of its the last time these two teams played each other, a uh, player returning to his former team, a coach returning against his former team. Um, we meet with, you know, all 32 teams and they give us some uh, suggestions, requests, uh, guidance relative to stadium availability or other events going on in their markets when they want to travel. I heard you earlier talking about, you know, not wanting to go to Florida in September. You know, nobody wants to go to Florida in September. <laughs> nobody wants to go to Buffalo in January. Nobody right. wants the early buy. Nobody wants to play a team coming off of their buy. So, you know, you're going to have to break some eggs to make this omelet. And it's really just a matter of trying to, again, find that balance. Um, you know, you hit on a lot of them. Certainly, you know, market size matters relative to television ratings, but you know, it's not like we're always going to put the biggest markets on television if they're the records don't warrant it. So, um, it, it's it's quarterbacks that's a big part of it, obviously. Uh, and you hinted at rivalries, divisional rivalries, especially those division games. Uh, they just they just hit harder. They they feel different. And so real judicious use of those division games, trying to find the right cadence. You don't want to play them all in the first six weeks and not have any division games left until week 18. You also maybe don't want to start a division series until too late in the season. Uh, there's times when we get a division series, maybe a couple of weeks apart, weeks 12 and 14, 13 and 15, something like that. Uh, if there's a competitive division race going on, those are great. If there's a quarterback injury or a division race has been decided, you kind of kept your powder dry for nothing and you waited too long to deploy some of those assets. So it, it's a real fine line sometimes, but um, look, we're fans like everybody else. And like you said, each of these 272 games mean something. And it's really about getting maximum value for each one of those games for our fans. We're not doing our jobs. If we put the best games in windows where only, you know, 14 or 18% of the country can see it. And we're not doing our jobs if we're putting games into the national television windows that just don't feel like, you know, worthy of that kind of spotlight. So it's trying to, you know, do a little aim high steering and, and guess really who's going to be good and who isn't. And then when you have to fall back on things and rely on, you know, the old standbys, it's it's quarterbacks, it's superstars, it's divisional games. It's it's things that we all care about as fans.